Australia's premier user experience design conference. This is UX Australia 2018. Ash Donaldson is Principal Consultant for Tobias Design and Innovation Studio in Sydney and one of the many speakers here at UX Australia 2018. Ash, welcome. Thank you. What's it like being at a a conference of this size? I mean, this is a big conference, 850 like-minded people sort of in one room and uh, you can feel the energy. I certainly can. Well, it's actually uh, one of my favourite conferences. I've been coming here ever since the beginning. I'm, I'm the long-termer uh, and I think I've presented at every single one. Uh, and the, the great thing about it is that the community is small. They're a wonderful little community and uh, they're family. And so every year we get to get together and I, I see people like I've been seeing people that some of them I haven't seen for five or ten years. Um, and it's just reigniting those familiar conversations. Does the content change year on year? Are we working in an industry where we're seeing rapid change? Because there are other industries, as we know, where you know change is almost on a daily basis. Yeah, it, it definitely has. And every year you can see the pattern that's gone through, even uh, from what I've presented myself. Uh, you know, in the beginning, we were talking about a lot of digital interactions uh, and then it started moving into products. And now it's talking about strategy. Uh, well, it's even moved from strategy to how we affect society and, and our role in that. So it has evolved over the years. What excites you about what you're, what you're doing in your space? Um. Probably the fact that, as a dad, I'm part of the the profession that's designing the the world for for my kids, um, and that's what gets me out of bed every day, and that's what gets me excited. Especially considering that there are so many broken things in the world, um, and it doesn't take much to to fix them. Your presentation here at UX Australia 2018 was on healthcare. You say that that healthcare is sick, or the healthcare industry is sick. What do you mean by that? It hasn't kept up. Um, it, healthcare has traditionally been um, an area of eminence. So the, the highest paid person's opinion or, or the, the chief surgeons, uh, everyone reveres them and their opinion is what matters. It's now moving into evidence base. Uh, so we're, we're finding a lot of things that are, that are changing, uh, a lot of surgeries that have been performed for a long time, a lot of medical interventions have found to be not actually useful. Uh, and so the, the whole industry is, is shifting toward this evidence base, but it still has that culture of eminence. I say it's sick because it's lagging behind the rest of the world. It's not applying human-centered design. Um, and a lot of the tools that are being created, a lot of the processes, even the, the idea of, of the end-to-end service for a patient, it's all broken and people are dying unnecessarily. And this is on a global scale? We're not just seeing it here in Australia, but, but wherever you travel? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I've got people, uh, friends that work with the NHS in the UK and they have exactly the same problems that we're seeing in hospitals here in Australia. And I I had a wonderful little video that that demonstrated that in America um, they're seeing exactly the same things and doctors are crying out for, for some kind of change. All clinicians, they just want better tools to help them. And what are some of those better tools, perhaps those that you're working on personally or in collaboration with others? Well, I, I mean, it's, uh, it's going to require a fundamental shift in, in how things are done. Right now, uh, for 
all of the diagnostics you get done for all the uh, medical in interventions that happen at any stage of, of um, your life, uh, different doctors own bits of data, different uh, industries, different um, uh, companies. They all own little bits of your data. There is no one collected set of data and you as the patient don't have the right access or control over your own data and you're the one that's most affected by that. Um, when you go, uh, when you present at a hospital, the first thing they ask you is about your medical history and people are not very good at remembering things. Uh, so you're probably the most unreliable narrator, but the, the person most motivated uh, to actually get that. So they end up, you know, calling your GP. If you travel around like me a lot, you don't have a GP. You have 30 GPs. Uh, whatever city, there's going to be a GP. Um, and so they, they can't actually call upon a, a medical history anywhere. So it only makes sense for the patient to actually hold the data. We've been trying to get people to work on that, but there, there isn't the political will right now to, to do that. And that's why in my presentation today, it was a bit of a call to arms to, to kind of make these things known uh, and, and build a momentum, get people to, to start demanding this type of thing. You say that, that, that there's no political will. I mean, how political is it? Because we have, in recent weeks, certainly in Australia, there's been a great deal of debate about who owns your medical record and, and who should have access to that medical record. Yes. Uh, so, so it is a systemic issue. Um, so I, I won't comment specifically on, on my health record. It, that has a, a number of different issues behind it. And it would be great if... Um, uh, if doctors and patients uh, all had uh, easy access to this, um, you know, th there's a, a whole lot of issues around usability and whatnot. But outside of that, the ownership of the data comes down to um, whoever builds the system. They have to make sure it's highly secure. It's got to be HIPAA compliant, um, which has a whole lot of protocols around the privacy of, of that data. And so the easiest thing is to just put it in a walled garden. Is there, uh, is there a, a country in the world that, that is, I mean, or it could be Australia, that is leading the charge? I mean, you, you, you're working on it, but who else is exciting you about those working in, in the same field? Um, I, I have a friend from overseas who he saw some issues uh, in Indian hospitals. And so um, he tried to make it easier for doctors just to put in, uh, to input data that would then get passed on to, to the, um, uh, the electronic health record. Um, it was a tiny little app, and it was taken up so well uh, that he took it over to, to America, built it up in Silicon Valley, and eventually one of the large uh, companies bought it out and has integrated it. The best thing from that is they saw that how much doctors liked that uh, and how much influence that they had in... in persuading uh, administrators to buy this, that now they're changing the way that they develop their health records as well. And this is in India? No, well, it, it started in India, went to Silicon Valley, and then went into, into hospitals over there. Um, another, another great player is um, Apple has been making some great inroads. 
Uh, Apple and Google were both in this space. Google's bowed out of the, the health records space, but um, Apple has created a platform, uh, HealthKit. They've also created a sister platform for it called ResearchKit. Because one of the other things that means that, uh, that, that is breaking health is the fact that there's no feedback loops. Once someone um, has a medical intervention, uh, they leave the hospital. The hospital doesn't know whether they get better or not. Uh, once you go to the GP, uh, they treat you, you leave the GP. They don't know whether you get better or not. So no one knows how effective treatments are uh, because there is no record over, over life. Um, if Apple provides a platform, and they're in a number of hospitals in, in the States now, they can start collecting that, that data anonymized and give it back out to, to researchers. So they can say, we can see these people with these types of conditions that got treated in this way and it wasn't effective. Um, or we can see that these people, it was effective. Um, and that's just going to keep building that corpus of knowledge to, to help medicine go towards that evidence base. Ash, feedback to your presentation here at UX Australia 2018 has been overwhelming. And uh, there were comments like, it was an eye-opener. I had no idea. Uh, It made me stop and think about my own health um, situation and and, uh, where Australia is is positioned. Uh, Is that what you're hearing day in, day out? And and, and I guess as consumers, is is there more that we can do to help push this along? Because at the end of the day, we're all going to benefit, aren't we? Definitely, definitely. And I I think the very act of us speaking together and and being on a podcast, uh, getting up in front of people, just letting people know that there is a better way, um, that the way healthcare systems are developed right now is suboptimal, and these are safety critical. Uh, When when we started doing work in healthcare, all my team was shocked at how terrible the, 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 um, the, the amount of adverse events are. Um, how dangerous it is to be in a hospital. It's the most dangerous place that you can be. Um, and, you know, we fixed it in aviation. We fixed it in mining. We fixed it in nuclear energy and in shipping just by applying human factors programs. Healthcare definitely needs human factors programs. So where to from here for you, step by step? Obviously, you've come a long way in the work that you've done and the research and, and your collaboration or, or participation, I guess, um, involving other countries and, and, and colleagues of yours. How do you, how do you ensure that your work uh, continues to be the focus and the focal point? Well, getting up in front of these guys, the, the, the point was to have a bit of a, a, a sirens call for them, get them all on board, get them going out and spreading the word about this, getting them to pitch for, for work in health. One of the big problems is... Um, in, in the healthcare system, IT directorates, IT departments, vendors don't know that there's a better way of doing things. So I'm going to be getting out there, getting in front of uh, doctors, getting in front of clinicians, going to healthcare conferences and talking to them about a better way of doing this, as well as going in front of hospital administrators and vendors and whatnot and trying, uh, trying to get them to take a human-centred approach to this. And for, I guess for... for um for user, for, for users, for user, for, for designers, for user experience, it's it's a it's a big industry for them as well. It's it's a massive opportunity um, because you know it, it is uh, even though the government does slash funding, it is a a, a place where a lot of money is spent um, and it's spent really poorly. 
Uh, there could be so many efficiencies if this was done correctly. And so, you know, it, we have a small community here in Australia of, of uh, human-centered designers, but there's plenty of work for everyone to, to go and tackle this. Ash, keep up the good work that you and your team uh, are doing, and thanks for joining us again for UX Australia uh, 2018. As you said, you've been coming every year, so uh, you're, you're an, uh, an integral part of the family, I guess, and, uh, and also um, uh, pushing for change, and we can start to see those results. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Anthony.